this is Rick Stoner. On today's podcast, I interview Long Dole, a techno entrepreneur and seasoned development leader with over 10 years of experience, a former pro StarCraft player. His understanding of video games and strategies is unparalleled. He believes in providing a unique experience, utilizing bleeding-edge technology to create the ultimate escapist games. Currently, Longdo is the game director of Anamara. Anamara is an NFT pixel art play-to-earn game experience. And good evening, everyone. Tonight, I have Long Do with me, um, a pro StarCraft player and computer programmer, game programmer. I got a few different things in description here, Long. If you want to, like, correct me or change anything or how I presented you, absolutely do so, because I know these times are changing. I'm not sure if the description of everything that you've done in the computer world is quite accurate right here yet, but you'll fulfill that by giving us some clarity, please. Yeah, sure. Um, I think like some of the marketing team is saying that uh, I'm a technopreneur. <laughs> um, so what that means to me is like uh, I was a CTO uh, slash developer for over 10 years working from uh, stuff like uh, Canadian banks like BMO to uh, augmented reality medical startups that did simulation on, on soft tissue surgery. Um, but yeah, my passion has always been about uh, gaming. As you mentioned, I was a professional StarCraft player. So I'm now working in the Web3 industry because uh, I think this is a great foray into uh, to my life's passion in gaming. So I'm creating uh, blockchain games now and, uh, and I love doing it. No, how long have you been creating blockchain games? Um, about about a year now. Um, before that, I've also um, I've worked for Binance as a smart uh, BSC uh, smart chain um, advocate and developer advocate, and I connected with a lot of like DeFi projects. I learned how to write smart contracts. I educate other developers. So I've been in the crypto space for uh, about two years now, but uh, just okay. developing this game for over a year now. All right. And I see your progress has went quite well. Um, I see a lot of games. I've seen a ton of different blockchain games. Um, Not really anything makes them unique. So what's going to make yours a little bit more unique than everybody else's? Yeah, for sure. Um, Animera is the game that we're building. Uh, We are uh, we're part of the same studio that's created uh, 2018 uh, um, when the first P2E games called Zed Run. There's a we raised a Series A of twenty million with uh, big investors like A16Z, uh, TCG, Relock Ventures. Yep. For clarity, there, did you work? Did you work on Zedron? I'm not sure if I understood that part. Yeah, so the studio that I work with um, produced those games, and I am uh, okay. a strategy advisor to them. Okay, awesome. Zedron's a pretty popular game in crypto right now. Yeah, I'm not sure about like the market these days, but uh, definitely one of the early pioneers in this place. Mm-hmm. Not, and I've actually tried it myself. It's not, um, like it's something more that you would see at a pub, and maybe people doing pub side bets on the horses or something. I'm not. It, you have to really apply yourself, and it takes a lot of time. So, these kind of games, 
I don't find them to be played earned. That one's not. It's not in that genre at all. It's more like bet to earn and hope, right? You if you don't win your race, you're you're obviously not winning anything. And then there's breeding and a whole bunch of different things. So I've I've dwelled on the path about it in it a little bit. Um, I I could have probably bought some of them generation one or two because I knew about them so long ago when they first started and I didn't really bother not knowing that things seem to appreciate in value and crypto after some time. So now why I went through that explanation is I know that yours is a play to earn and can you help me understand where sustainability can be inside a play to earn? Yeah, sure. So one of the main uh, flaws I see in games right now is that uh, the blockchain games just aren't that fun. They don't really, mm-hmm. um, they can't pull someone just to spend their time and enjoy that time. I, I think that's like a huge part that's missing. But they're also too too focused on you know like creating something that uh, is is very seeming like a Ponzi scheme where the people who are coming early. Um, they can recruit people and make money from those people that get recruited. Like I find that's like kind of a flaw in how things work. The game has to be enjoyable, and the people playing it have to enjoy playing this game and uh, and earnings that come secondary. So that's kind of the approach that we're taking with uh, the games that we're creating now. So looking for that fun element because. I mean, if the game isn't fun, it's going to be played a hype cycle crash and then nobody's going to play it. And then where's your population? That's not the point of a game. Um, I've, I've actually done a lot of different game um, entry game dev development um, inside the crypto space. And I've asked all these similar questions before, like what's going to make you better than the guys who have 30 million players already? I mean, you're trying to make a product that is a little bit harder to play, harder to adopt, harder to understand. And then and they're not fun. Like I, I've went and I've played a few of these like um, Axum Infinity is kind of a pop. I can't find that game to be fun at all. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, it's just like a bad version of Pokemon or something like that. I think a bad copy. Yeah. Um, so when go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, no worries. So like when I think of like a fun game, I think of the games I grew up playing like Starcraft and and uh, Diablo. Diablo is a big inspiration for the games I'm uh, I'm creating with like, you know, you're, you're grinding for these items. You really enjoy that grind. When you find that item, it feels so special to you. There's value in that item because you spent all that time and you think it's it's really worthwhile. And to other people too, who are all searching for the same item, like it, it's just resale value because, because, you know, the game is fun. You want to build up your character and you identify with that character. So it's kind of the avenues that we're trying to approach. Okay, so are you then the games that you're developing? Like I, I looked over Anima, Animara. Did I get that right? Yeah, Animara. Animara. Um, what would you? What kind of uh, game style is it then? Yeah, so it's um, it's definitely more like an RPG game. Like you are having this character. Um, one of the cool features in this game is that. Uh, your rarity of your NFT increases as you play because you can combine NFTs into your uh, initial one. So what that means is like your character, you might have stuff like magical claws and then you find in the game like legendary claws. So now you equip it to your your Animera and uh, now you have legendary claws equipped to it. So we're pioneering some really cool stuff in the way um, earning can can also like, um, uh, can be thought of that people typically think of stuff like earning tokens 
we're not really about that. We're about kind of creating more customization, increasing the rarity, as well as like creating that identification with uh, with your character. So there's going to be an IGC though, an in-game currency. Yeah. So um, yeah. you need to have a player-driven economy with an in-game currency to make things work properly in a game, right? Like people want to trade. But then, but they do. They tend to change, make things into their own currency. If the game doesn't provide a currency, they'll make currency out of the things that they can trade together. That's the like the natural forager of things in games and the way we interact with them. Yeah, exactly. Like um, you, as playing like these RPG games, you know, like when you have this really special like weapon, it increases like your your damage, or whatever. Um, you see value because there's utility in the game. So these items will have value because they provide utility for something that you have more fun playing. So that's kind of like the the big concept that's missing a lot of these games, um, creating that value in the game itself. For most of these games, there's no game. It's just like you just make money and you're trying to optimize how much money you can make. We're we're not about that. Like we want to create value because of what you said, like players drive this value because they love these items. They want to collect all of them. They want to to you know find that item they've been searching for for like months because it's so rare. So that's the type of style we're building. Um you know uh, if you've know Diablo, you'll remember there used to be things like um gear gear drop hacks. Right? Where you could like make a trade, put a trade window up, and somebody had a bug, and they would click, and then all your gear would fall out of you, fall off on the ground, and they'd pick it all up and run away. Do you remember that? Yeah. Which which Diablo did you play the most? Diablo two. Uh yeah, two. I believe. I think. Yeah. Actually. Yeah, yeah I remember that. kind of got me in three. Yeah, I played a lot of three too, and uh, I did actually made a lot of money from the the auction house before. And that was really fun to me. That, that's kind of like my big inspiration. I know like it kind of caused a lot of like controversy and uh, wasn't making the game sustainable. But it was fun to me when you can you know see real value and time spent you, you're playing. I think that's like something that uh, that people strive for in, in building these P2E games. Mm, we, and we also saw items in that game with the um, player auction house um, or real money auction house they called it. Uh, go to extremely high prices you know the certain pieces of gear just went to crazy prices um and then it just all ended for everybody yeah because i i just feel like what happens like the whales that people who just buy their way to win just make it unfun unsustainable over time so there's a lot of tricky balancing that you need to do uh some of the things that we're thinking about um which don't actually uh, make it profitable for us actually is is creating stuff like soulbound items like if you played like games like uh actually like that's, what, now, that's actually what i was about to was where i was going will this technology that you're creating stop hackers from being able to gear unload people right like it, will it not lock the item to your character soulbound it so that another player can never steal it yeah i think that's actually one of the things that blockchain can benefit from like uh like so much uh, stuff is built on databases where hacks are, are rampant. But if we create really good smart contracts, we can prove that this stuff can't actually happen. That's something that I really think Web3 can, can build upon. So we we actually have built um, soulbound contracts in our NFTs. We, we haven't decided like the correct balancing of this. So maybe the stuff like legendary things can, can only be found in certain events. They, they only bind to your NFT, you can't ever trade them. It makes it so that um, you know, you can't sell this item for, for a lot of money, 
but uh, maybe that's a good thing because like you don't want to like you want to also associate your identity with this character and you want to um, just play for enjoyment as well right so whenever you allow any off-chain activity in your blockchain though aren't trade players going to be able to trade items anyways yeah so the game itself um we're building off chain because that's it's, it's going to be a big limiting factor if you can't use like a game engine like unity or unreal so we're building on unity so that has to be off chain right now but we're putting a lot of stuff um like all the data being saved as much as we can on the database i mean sorry on the blockchain so that uh, all that stuff is is locked and uh you know you can you can see if someone's cheating and not and uh we can also administer like balance patches and updates um transparently on the blockchain which i think would be really cool moving forward that actually sounds quite interesting um deployment of those um patches and fixes is that going to be easier with blockchain technology than it would be conventionally coding this on a database yeah it's a challenge right now um we've built out uh, an unreal experience called uh, human park uh, lately, it's if you haven't checked it out, it's a uh, humanpark.io. It's it's built in Unreal. You create this character. We call them nudes because they're they're naked characters, and you put tattoos all over them. Um, and then you mint it. It's all seamless. There's no transaction pop-ups at all. So we create this experience because as soon as a game has stuff like you know you have to pop up on MetaMask and click OK or sign or something or pay a gas fee, it it kind of disrupts your the the vibes of the games. Like you're not playing a game that's a that's just like a narrative experience anymore. You're playing like blockchain transactions, which become like really unfun. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I can see where that would cause disruption. And, um, is that that's kind of what I was wondering? Is there going to be players that have an advantage because they know how to do a blockchain transaction, as opposed to the players who do not, who are just playing on their on the GUI that's presented the, to them by yourself, the developer. Yeah, we'll be careful to maintain the balance so that uh, you know there, there's enough um, stuff off chain and on chain to make people like um, not use just one side of things. Um, like I've programmed bots before for video games. I know what it's like. People are going to try to hack and exploit things. Um, we'll be maintaining what's like feasible, like in terms of, like can this character actually level up that fast? Can you actually earn this much? All that stuff is is very verifiable on the blockchain so that's going to be where blockchain um, will use to its fullest to to, uh, to make sure that, that no one's actually cheating or hacking and, and you full well know that people actually when developers make claims my game's unhackable that makes them want to hack it more yeah exactly like um one of the big games i played like a few years ago was a uh, path of excel um yeah i'm familiar with it yeah they they, they claimed it was unhackable um for the most part, it, it was, but uh, I did see like bots and stuff still like um, get really rampant in the game after a while. So it's it's just more of a challenge to developers. Um, I take security very seriously, so I assume everything is going to be hacked. So it's mostly trying to prevent people from hacking as much as possible. Like you've seen how much uh, you've seen axes get hacked through recently. Um, mm-hmm. We'll be making sure none of that stuff can upset the game, and there's always like safety in terms of for the users and for the game uh, economy itself. Okay, and so are you? Is your game playable? Are you released now, or are you still in development? Yeah, we've been developing this game for over nine months, playtesting it. Um, we think that games take time. Um, there's so much stuff that people are just rolling out these shitty games really fast, um, and you can tell that they haven't spent much time on it. 
we're spending our time. It's going to feel like a game that you got from Steam or the, the iOS or or Play Store. It's gonna it's gonna really feel like a game for anything. So uh, we're releasing um, some prototype stuff next month. Uh, we're doing a mint right now. So um, we are doing um, a mintless activity called uh, the Challenger. Um, if you go to animerogamecom challenger you can do these daily quests, um, such as like you know following some of our tweets. Um, being able to participate in our Discord. Um, we had a fun quest um, based on Silicon Valley. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the show. Um, there's this this uh, scene where um, uh, a character was just saying that like, oh, we made this app that detects like if you're if you're uh, looking at food or not and what type of food it is. And it's called the hot dog app. So we made a parody of that called the seafood app that detects if it's seafood or not. And uh, you upload your picture. You get sent into Discord and people vote if this is uh, seafood or not. So we did this fun quest here, and uh, it's kind of our, our way of like, gamifying, getting on the mint list. And we have, uh, as of this month, we have over 53,000 people playing this array just to get on our mint list. So we're really excited about it. That's that's actually quite a large number. For, for Yeah. Um, now, are you finding that the activity around um, crypto gaming is generating a little bit extra buzz for you or does it just seem like it's a regular development because those numbers are actually quite rewarding i would guess yeah like for sure like um not being around the bush gaming has a has a lot of hate for for blockchain right now because uh, honestly i think it's because there's so much shitty games being built um Mm -hmm. So I, I take I get it. Like if you're an indie developer that you're building these games, someone all of a sudden builds a blockchain game, makes like like twenty times as much profit from from that in the span of like two months, you're gonna hate on it because like it doesn't make sense. And then I completely agree. So that's why we're we're spending our time to make something that people really can't um, can't claim that this isn't truly a game. Um, like hiring right now, we have a lot of uh, full time staffers that. Uh, come from the gaming world. So we had a hard time like hiring at the start. Yeah, no, um, no, that's, that's no why we spend a lot of our time. I was like, actually myself trying to look at the game. background of the game and, uh, and, and just get a more of a fundamental feel of what you're trying to give people because people's first impression, they'll, they always go down to your website. They're going to have a look at it. And it's the same type of thing that I do. Um, we know statistically people are hard to grab their attention for more than five seconds. Um, yeah, uh, this is a very unusual world that we're in right now. Now I see everything's laid out here really nicely. It's not really informing me what to do. Dive into our deep space challenger. Is that coming soon? The Kova waits you. Um, and then I see NFTs, blockchain technology, and then you guys have a Discord, a Medium, and a Twitter. Um, no Telegram at all. Yeah, our, uh, our primary audience is in Discord right now. Um, we have a pretty active community of over, uh, I think it's like uh, almost 7,000 people right now just uh, chatting and figuring out more things. All the info is contained there. Um, as well, we are on a nonstop Twitter spaces doing uh, collaborations with other projects where I um, just chat about the project and explain a lot and even do a, a video demo sometimes. Okay. Okay. So then when do you expect this to like, are you alphaing it with anybody or is it just all closed um, development right now? Yeah. So um, we have a very high bar for our quality. Um, So Mm -hmm. what you'll see coming up in the next month is uh, 
uh, a mint sequence where you can redeem the first NFT to get access to everything. Um, okay, our mint no, sequence, that's neat. Yeah, our, so our mint now, now let's get that right. So the NFT, if you pay attention to this project, will help you and assist you to get into the project earlier than other people? Yes. Um, can I also add to that? Uh, we mm -hmm. will also be modeling after a free-to-play model. Um, this is very unique in the industry because uh, I don't think many games have done, especially in blockchain space, like a free-to-play game. So what that means no, is that like all of them are pay-to-play, right? Yeah, exactly. Make this to play our game. Ow. <laughs> yeah. So, then, but I can see if this is, yeah, like I'm, I'm not trying to uh, overstep you here, but where, and that you're trying to make sure that I'm correct in this, you get early access, I guess, if you're participating in the early NFT project. That's kind of what I was asking for clarity. Yeah. So, um, so I'm going to share some some more info. Um, basically, the game itself, when we first release this, will be completely free to play. You can try it out. Um, you can even get your first drop and be eligible to it without a wallet even. Um, we want to teach people what a wallet is. So throughout the game, you can hook up your wallet anytime. There'll be steps and tutorials on how to do that. Um, but you can try it out. You can get um, always the first boss battle. And uh, we're basically, eventually this game is going to be something where you can complete almost nearly the game. You just won't be as like powerful as someone who uh, who's paying for it because like they, uh, you know, that's, that's just how free-to-play models work. They spend a bit more and get more reward for themselves um, because of, like, they get more gameplay out of it. So that's, that's what we're trying to build. Um, for the NFT holders, there's numerous benefits. Um, we understand that the people who are minting NFTs not necessarily are gamers. Um, they, they love games, but uh, they're just looking for the next alpha thing. So they'll be included in this uh, to you know basically like um, understand more of the game, participate in more events, um, be participating in more mint events, such as like more equipment drops. Um, they'll have much more like paid access to the game to get deeper rewards as well. That's actually a good idea. I can I can see where you've um, thought this through now, because I was going to ask about the is it going to be pay to earn or free to earn? So it's yeah. going to be kind of free to earn. Once it releases, you're free to try, learn, play the game, and then you'll get rewarded with your first NFT in it in its tutorial so that's free to earn i in in what i've been because there's a whole bunch of new things going on with games yeah definitely it's we're basing it off the after the the free to play model um like we, we've been taking a look at games like uh genshin impact um i don't know if you're familiar with that game it's, it's a very big yeah. game and uh yeah so I am. yeah so people play and they want to unlock more energy so they play more they also want a lot more characters, so they get more powerful and, and you beat more bosses, get more items. So it's an endless cycle. So that, that's kind of uh, the game balance right now and the, the economy, how it's going to work. We'll be we'll be uh, taking profits from, uh, from from ourselves as game developers from those people that choose to spend, but you still get a complete experience if you don't. And what about microtransactions? Yeah, so like a lot of the, the equipments and such, um, it's going to be... Uh, done very beautifully with uh, a lot of pixel art that we spend time crafting. Um, we have some numerous partnerships uh, ongoingly. Um, I'm just going to name drop something right now that uh, I think when you um, when you when are you pub publishing this actually? If you it do. might be s s fairly soon. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, yeah. So maybe I can't name that partner yet. <laughs> um, 
how long yes. is that going to be? And then I can. So I'm working with the legal team to, to announce it, but so we're, we're trying to partner, we're trying to announce a partnership. Um, so essentially you might get like something like a, um, game, like an asteroids edition, uh, land NFT that attaches to your, your Animera. So basically, um, um, that's more of a collector's thing. You want to collect all those pieces from, from the brands. And we'll be doing a lot of collaborations with, uh, other partners, um, such as the traditional Web3 pro- uh, projects, um, where we're like, trending right now, stuff like Llamaverse. Um, like, so I, I'm yeah. starting to get the impression that there's perhaps there's going to be collector items inside the here. There's going to be items that are of value that assist you in the game because they're a game part. Now, is there probably going to be a chance that somebody is going to want to collect an item rather than play with that item? That's going to be a very valuable gameplay item because the, they would define the two, the value. So I can see where there's going to be events where items might become more and more rare because you can have collectors taking them out of the game and not needing or not wanting to play while other people are seeking those very items to game with. It's a pretty good idea, actually. Yeah, exactly. Like That's pretty much exactly it. We're also gamifying like the act of collecting. So maybe you want to collect every single equipment that, that's possible. Um, and if you do, like you get like some passive bonuses to your, your, your character as well. Um, we've been fine-tuning that balance. It, it's not an easy task, but there's some other games I've been looking at. Um, so one game called like Ragnarok Eternal Mobile, something like that. That's a you have this like think of it like Pokemon when you have a Pokedex and you want to discover all the Pokemon, um, mostly for the badges. But imagine if it gives you a slight stat bonus as well. Um, so there'd be incentives to to get some game rewards from it as well. Okay, and then so like uh, this when it says RPG, RPG is a very um, bland generalized term. Is this a top-down RPG? Is this a 3D RPG? Um, how would you describe that part? Because obviously, I mean, what I'm looking at right now, I have my my um, guesses, but I'd rather hear from you. Yeah, so um, it's gonna be a pixel art uh, um, game. So very reminiscent of stuff like Final Fantasy. It will also be reminiscent of an auto battler game, which is like a game that kind of your character fights by itself um, with minimal amount of um, actual real-time play. Um, you'll need to more strategize how you, you set it up. It's kind of like a tower defense as well, where the, the monsters just keep walking down and your, your, your towers keep shooting them. It's, it's going to feel like that, except uh, with a lot more strategy. Will you be able to, like, is it an open world? Will you be able to interact with other players? Uh, we have some plans for guilds. And uh, when I say guilds, I don't mean like like YGG, like the guilds of uh, gaming these days. It's a uh, blockchain gaming. I mean, like guilds like, like World of Warcraft, where you have your friends and uh, you can join a team and you can split rewards with each other. And uh, you might want to share loot drops and uh, get, get guild titles. Um, we think it's a great way to build community, and so we're building that out in the in the next year. Okay, but but no outlook as far as a token or any kind of tokenomics that you're going to be maybe adding to it. I know I asked about uh, in-game currency earlier, and I know you're still like it's not listed here. But uh, um, isn't a crypto game a crypto game if 
everything's crypto in it or or is there some sort of fundamentals behind um building the game in unity that will not allow a cryptocurrency to be an in-game currency in a unity um built game yeah that's a great question so i've been spending most of my time answering that question uh first and foremost we have the system of gold where that this is not a blockchain token where characters can fight they uh they get gold from these monsters they can unlock unlock their talent tree um get slightly more powerful by uh getting more and more gold this is how the free-to-play side of things works very very powerfully um then there's also the ability to uh, um earn more stuff uh when you have more stuff so imagine like you don't have any of the the equipments at the start it's it's harder for you to get further so you want to get those equipments get more equipments so there's like mm-hmm. lots of economics around that um, we also have uh, something called card nfts um, that allow you to you know fight stronger monsters and thus gain more rare loot um, these are also blockchain uh, mechanics um, i actually like um forgive me for this but i can't actually talk about tokenomics that thoroughly because of legal reasons um, yeah, I, I, I know. I, like the whole zone and the whole crypto thing is really weird. So yeah, no, I I understand that, and I'm sure my listeners do as well. Um, I, I'm just trying to understand: is it possible to have um, crypto token tokens being used inside the game development process, or are we still is that a limitation that developers are experiencing? And, and that is that why? Because you and I both know we've been in. I I played StarCraft. That was the first game. Was the first game I played. Um, first game game I think I really sat down and started enjoying. Um, it it had the game gold that you used or the energy and stuff in there, right? That you were using that just happened in that one RTS game tape. Then it was done, and then you had nothing again. When you went and played Diablo, though, you had gold. You run around, you collect gold, you collect gold. Go in other games, you collect gold, or you collect energy units, you collect anything like that. And I think there's a lot of people who really want to know the developer's perspective on why are we not seeing a game that has a token as an in-game currency, or is this just not possible yet? Yeah, so it, it, it was very hard to do it because um, the game engines themselves, they weren't integrating very well with, uh, you know, like very smooth transactions. So imagine like you're playing playing a game like uh, like Diablo where you just picked up some gold and you have to wait for MetaMask um, transactions to sign. <laughs> it, it pops up in front of your, your Unity game because you have to sign it. Like all that stuff was, was something that uh, was very difficult. But I'm seeing a lot of push to fix those things. I'm seeing... Um, Unity themselves have been really been pro pro blockchain. They're building out all these tools. Um, I know Microsoft is also talking to us. Uh, we at uh, Virtual Human are also in talks with Google. So all the support is coming to build the, exactly what you're saying. Um, very smooth transactions that you don't see um, to make things that feel like you know you're buying something from a exactly. inside a game. Not yeah, absolutely like right. And lots of players we've talked about these kind of things where you're in the battlefield, you see, you've watched the gold drop on the ground, you go to pick it up, it's like, well, wait, you got to sign a contract. Hang on. <laughs> And then you wait for it. To, we've just we've kind of made fun of the process, and it's and it's really funny that you've described it because that is really what is wrong right now. There's still more integrations to build to have seamless, basically like timeless transactions inside of a game environment, where you can't really have what we think we want just yet, but we're getting there. 
Yeah, I, I'm very bullish on some tech like uh, like ZK rollups. Um, there's some blockchains like we've talked to Immutable, where they uh, they can say something like they have over thirty thousand transactions per second. Uh, it makes gaming more possible. Whereas something like Ethereum, when it takes thirty seconds for a transaction, it's not really possible. So we're moving in the right direction right now, and there's some really cool layer two solutions that can can really handle it. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people have not really understood the um, problems in gaming. So you're actually tackling a a few different things in gaming, like the anti-cheat mechanism is blockchain itself. And with a good developer, mindful developer, it it would slow that down. And a lot of, and players are, and I've said this before, and it doesn't get talked about very much. Lots of players on this planet are looking for a game that is uncheatable. They are. Nobody wants to play a game that people can cheat in. I think that one thing for sure that uh, people haven't been looking into because um, it doesn't like create a lot of profits is using stuff like smart contracts to uh, to prevent cheating. Um, it's good for security, but uh, I was um, coming up with an NFT contract that called Player Profiles that prevents people from cheating by recording their all their achievements in the game. If someone gets too many achievements, then you kind of know they're cheating. Um, so I think there's a really cool use case for writing a smart contract like that. However, this type of stuff doesn't create like a lot of sales or, or transaction volume, which blockchains want. So I think right now we're very skewed on making things that create profits for us instead of like completely like doing things just to uh, to advance technology. So just just one caveat that I've just been really thinking about these days. Okay, and and I have a few notes here. It says that it's going to be carbon neutral, and that it's also ocean positive. So let's let's go over that, and let's understand that because there's some big video games out there that are far from carbon neutral. There's no doubt there. So what yeah. does that mean to be or to be trying to achieve that? Like it's not. Um, I think if I go over the website here doesn't mention that no it doesn't um what does that mean to players when they learn that your game's carbon neutral yeah so um our character mascot is a hermit crab like we picked the hermit crab because of uh several things one thing it's um um so animero is latin for hermit crab uh these are creatures that are very known for uh, for being stuff that really are positive to the environment. Um, so what we really try to adhere to is trying to dispel the notions that uh, that blockchain is like kind of killing the environment. So one of our pillars, like we try to, um, we're, we're basically offsetting our entire mint with uh, carbon offsets. That's uh, done through our partnership with uh, a company called Ariel. They've done carbon offsets for bigger NFT projects such as uh, Moonbirds such as uh, Sia's NFT collection, Deadfellas. Um, but with Animera, we're going a bit beyond that. We are also planting uh, mangrove trees in in uh, Indonesia with our carbon offsets. We're also restoring kelp in Southern California with our offsets as well. So we're, we're completely going beyond what is uh, was just uh, carbon neutral and we're going something called ocean positive. We also think that gaming is a great way to uh, to introduce new paradigm shifts and, and concepts and, and ways we're thinking. And right now, earning is kind of a big, big factor. Everyone wants to play these games because they can earn stuff. They can make some money off it. But what if people want to play this game because they're helping the environment? So that's something we're, we've been experimenting with. So we've been experimenting with like ideas like imagine fighting a boss and you get this like incredible loot drop. 
do you choose to donate the proceeds to a, a wildlife reservation? And that's all on chain. You just and verify it. Uh, that's something that's really cool. It's something that Web3 can enable. Um, and we, we just want to show that we can build these things. And uh, we want to experiment in because we think that maybe people can change the way um, they look at the environment through blockchain. There's just so much hate for blockchain and the environment. I think it's severely like overhyped. Um, there's so much stuff that, you know, like in traditional gaming and servers, there's so much stuff that's like really bad for environment and yet uh, blockchain keeps a lot of the heat. So that's why we're, we're really committed to uh, being very sustainable to our offsets and to our mission of uh, being very known for wildlife uh, preservation. Okay, um, I want to ask a specific question on this. Um, the forest in Indonesia, um, do you have any connection to this project? Like, have you ever went there? Do you go and see what this is that you were um, um, trying to help out with? Like, um, I know it wouldn't be something that I mean, well, I'm going to ask about the Southern California thing. I just want to know what they are of interest and what, like, why did you pick these two things? Yeah, so the organization um, that uh, is done on behalf of the Aerial uh, Partnership is uh, called Sea Trees. You can check out their website. Um, I've met with the founder of uh, of Aerial. We, we had a lot of time chatting and just kind of really um, thinking about how we want to change the world through the environmental impacts. Um, we think that's it's very important to have a positive impact with uh, with blockchain. Um, so I haven't seen them personally, uh, but I've talked pretty pretty well with uh, with uh, with Ariel on this. Um, and there's also a project called uh, the REDD Plus project that we're really connected to through our offsets as well. All this stuff is uh, you can check out at uh, with Ariel.is. Okay, so these aren't like then you didn't pick these by yourself this was this was developed like um researched when you picked out what you were going to do to try and become carbon neutral yeah we wanted to be very ocean themed um we found um, a lot of great projects on blockchain uh, we wanted to work with uh, Ariel because they had that uh the, the niches that we want to hit we're not going to just only use them we want to partner with as many uh um, projects very synonymous with our image of uh, wildlife preservation, especially in the oceans. So uh, we'll be also partnering with a lot more in the future. Yeah, no, now I see the connection. That makes a lot more sense. When trying to figure out why did you pick these? Now I know what I can see based off of, like it kind of gives you the feel of the game, the um, the art that we see displayed on your website, right? Like this is, these are things from game development that we're seeing on here. Yeah, exactly. There's um, that's it's mostly from the, the NFT side of things. The okay. um, yeah, the game will be a slightly different, but very similar graphics. Um, and then is it is it solo gameplay? Then I'm not because I asked about um, free roam or or um, a world or roam free worlds. Is this? going to be more like single player for at least this here preliminary release yes yes um exactly it's a speed racer single player think of it as like an auto battle where your character is just fighting and uh you're trying to just power up your character that's that's how it's going to feel for the first uh, stage okay and then is there plans to go open world or are you going to develop an open world for it yeah we wanted to um also 
come up with a lot of new game modes. Um, we've been brainstorming ideas on how to have PvP. We want people to uh, um, to form teams and fight each other team versus team as well. These are stuff like we're immediately looking after after our, our first uh, full game release. Um, I was just dwelling and thinking about that, how much for, or is it easier for a developer when you're migrating a huge player database over into an update that is big? Like I can see where um, blockchain technology will have its huge advantages for migrations. Um, now, just to form that into a question, like it, it would create less problems, I think, um, or players could choose to not migrate. Um, you know how players like that older nostalgic versions of games. Have you considered that also that um, some versions might be more played than other things that you develop in the future, like an open world uh, or a battlegrounds where players just don't want to do that and they like your first idea that you've done instead? Yeah, we, we, we definitely are. Um, there's one key term that I'm really thinking about that's very trendy right now. It's called uh, NFT uh, interoperability. Um, basically, that means like taking one NFT from one project and moving to another and playing with it. Like um, just just like a high level overview of that. So imagine if like your anime or NFT can connect to several other games. They have different individual rewards in each type of game. You can also have stuff like um, imagine that like, you just got this really cool. Um, I don't know, background that you just equipped and uh, it's it's partnered with Netflix. So now you have uh, a chance to see a, a private viewing of a show on, on Netflix. So there's some really cool things that you can do with NFTs that just haven't been really explored yet. Um, these are definitely the types of things that we're building towards. Um, in fact, there's some stuff with our partners already in that. Um, we've been talking to other games being developed and trying to integrate parts of their game into ours and vice versa as well. So imagine like a boss that comes out from, from I don't know, like a Axis Infinity that uh, now appears in your game. You defeat the boss, and all of a sudden you get like stuff like in Axis Infinity. Like, there's a lot of ideas that people haven't really touched upon. This is the type of stuff that blockchain enables, um, yet uh, people are just kind of risk averse and just repeating the same things. We are definitely on the cusp of trying to build out these new types of uh, experiments. So now i'm just i'm reading over more notes here what um is there any like anything that's going to make you stand out i thought i asked you that already when i i'm just now that we're further along is there something that's going to make you stand out more um to all other projects because like all other projects right now you 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 express it at the beginning as well and you've seen them They're, these games are not very playable or we've seen i've seen games come out and I've seen very bad things happen. This is crypto. Who am I trying to fool, right? You know, we've seen <laughs> terrible things go on. Um, even games that are questionable, whether you want to even run them on your computer. Um, what is going to make you stand out? Are, are, is it going to be um, perhaps the um, partnerships or the gameplay or the um, player base that you've already, already um, built? Um, what, what do you think is going to help and make, make you stand out? I know I've repeated that three times. Sorry. Yeah, no worries. Um, so there's a lot there that you've said that will make us stand out. Um, some other parts are um, definitely like, imagine every game right now does not have a narrative in the, in the blockchain space. 
our game has a strong narrative. Um, we've hired voice actors like that have like IMDb accounts and uh, musicians that have created some really top-notch games. Um, you'll be able to see a taste of this in our mid sequence, uh, where you'll you'll see how much effort we put into uh, to hiring all these people and creating such a seamless like and a strong narrative. The game is also going to be like that. Like just imagine cutscenes and stuff. Like no blockchain game has that. This is going to actually feel like a game before anything. So we're really excited about that part. Um, the other things are that we're 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 really strong builders. We are building with um, the latest technologies like soulbound NFTs. Like there's no NFT game that's that's really doing that. And lastly, like as you said, like our partnerships. Um, Zedrun's been around for for quite a while. We've established some great partnerships like uh, like Netflix, NASCAR, Stellar Artois. We recently sold some Budweiser skins, uh, Atari. Like so, expect uh, Animera to be able to reach into uh, to build these very strong relationships and partnerships as well. So, um, when when is the mint sequence date going to be? When are people going to be able to mint, or is do you have to? Is there any criteria or prerequisites? Yeah, so people are, uh, as I mentioned, like on the, the challenger right now, just uh, signing up to get points. Um, we call these uh, points called shell. Um, there'll be a raffle to uh, to get on the mint list, and uh, and we're aiming for September 6th to do our mint, and that's when you'll see the experience. Um, we're also doing something very creative uh, with uh, with our mint. You're not getting just one NFT; you're getting two NFTs. One is called the Mystery Bowl, which uh, over time can hash an animal NFT, and the Mystery Bowl is going to be um, something very uh, very different. Um, there's going to be a lot of speculation because of the code. I know some developers will be excited to actually look at the code behind it, and we're hoping to drive a lot of uh, you know intrigue through the mystery of it. And then, so which network is this minting on? Then, which smart chain? Yeah, so we're launching on Ethereum um, at first. Uh, we're looking to also expand into other layer twos. Uh, Zedrun and our other titles have been on Polygon in the past. Um, so right now we're not really ready to announce them, but uh, we will be doing stuff just so that we can get more, uh, you know, gas, uh, gas free transactions in the game and then getting uh, more gameplay like on the blockchain. Okay. Um, our now, I, I understand it's kind of a mint. It's a mint raffle um, by what you described. When are normal people who are just watching this project going to be able to mint, or did, is there is they going to have to wait until you full release? Yeah, they'll be able to mint after September six. Uh, we'll allow, allocate towards our, our allow list first. Um, so whoever's listening to this, just try, sign up on the challenger. You, you have a very high chance of getting something, uh, getting on the mint list. Um, if not, if, if not, there's also the public sale afterwards. Uh, we have a 3K supply that we're going to be uh, selling initially. Um, and then after that, uh, we also have chances. We're, we're giving away free NFTs through our challenger and through special events. So stay tuned for those. Um, as well, you can also buy them on secondary on, on, on the marketplaces like OpenSea. Okay, so in your in your opinion, what is the best way for people to achieve the mint list right now? They is it, and I think you've sort of tried to describe it to me. They have to gain points by doing uh, a certain function. Yeah, just go to animergame.com/challenger. Sign up. Um, sign up with your Twitter and also your Discord. Uh, we are looking for people who are just you know active and uh, and seeing people who chat in Discord. Um, we're, we're it's it's actually a very high chance to get on the 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 raffle. In fact, we built a really cool experience where um, you'll be able to see an animated vending machine 
um, with the raffle. And uh, we really hope you guys enjoy that as well. That's neat. That's neat. Um, um, like, okay, now I got. I'm going to go into a bunch of different other questions, but I want to ask about another technical. Um, th- what what exactly is a soul bound NFT? Yeah, so a soul bound NFT, um, technically, like it comes from like video games like World of Warcraft, where it's like an equipment you get on your character, um, and you can't trade it. Whereas like regular equipments, you can trade it and buy and sell it. Um, what this means is like imagine NFT that you can't actually trade. Um, there's a lot of use cases um, for this. Um, Prot- it protects developers so that they can't cheat again and stack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? Um, uh, I just wondered if there was a different technology behind this, like um, the soulbound NFTs, um, or is nothing other than just a new function of the code of the smart contract so that now the player has a soulbound NFT, which we've kind of seen already, I think, you can send somebody an NFT that locks into their um, their wallet and they can never get rid of it or something like that. Yeah, it's actually not very hard to implement. Um, to implement it in a ga- way that uh, works with video games, like a, like a gaming, a blockchain game, it's, it's much harder. Um, and we also think that uh, Sobound NFTs have a lot of like, real-life use cases, like a government-issued ID. Imagine like the deployer is the one that does that. You can verify that this is the government and and this is the person that, that uh, sends you, and, and you wouldn't want to trade your government ID. Exactly. Or lose it, for that matter. Yeah. Um, okay, marketing. I really want to know about marketing a little bit now. Um, what have you done for plans for marketing in the future here? Or what are your future marketing plans, rather? We should rephrase that. Yeah, so uh, initially we... Um, we were kind of like very organic. We create this challenger tool that makes people sign up. They can also see the tweets we do in the challenger and uh, you get points for retweeting us, uh, for following us and for liking certain tweets. Um, at first, like it was kind of interesting because we didn't get a lot of like traction with this because it's such a new tool. Uh, but now we're easily getting over 2000 retweets when you just put a new quest on board. So it's a way that we growth hacked ourselves. Um, we're also releasing this tool um, called the Deep Sea Challenger open source. Uh, we think that uh, other NFT communities would benefit from using this because we we thought it was like something that we should get back with. I think that's a big purpose of uh, of decentralization is to making transparent code. So we'll be trying to make all our stuff open sea as much as sorry open sea <laughs> open source as much as possible. This is actually quite a neat idea, actually. Um, and, and like it's like a growth hack. Um, and it's worked. Now, is that going to be sustainable or does that continue on? Are you going to continue to offer points um, throughout the lifespan of these, this game? Yeah, so we, we're, we're just seeing so much success with it that why not keep this going? I mean, we have like 53,000 signups already. Um, people are actually clicking and, and giving us free, free growth. We're not doing anything suspicious. It's all a really organic feeling. Uh, we're also going to be extending it to our other IPs like Zed and uh, Human Park. Um, we'll also be extending it to all our uh, collaborations, um, like our partnerships with uh, um, that I've mentioned earlier, and as well as like um, Web3 uh, NFT projects that uh, just want to be part of our community. And then what is the project's Twitter social? Yeah, it's twitter.com slash game. 
Okay. And then if anybody wants to get a hold of you or the project, what is the best way to get a hold of you or, may, or to make an inquiry? Uh, yeah, definitely. Just uh, I have a personal Twitter. It's uh, twitter.com slash whale underscore drop. Um, you can also find me all the time posting, being retweeted by Animera Game. Um, feel free to message me on on the, on, the, on Twitter. Um, I'm also around in our Discord. Actually, we're all very active. Um, all our team, uh, we have about 10 staff uh, always online on Discord. Uh, we're all docs. We um, we can find our LinkedIn. We, we're definitely not like one of those like fast rug projects. We've been building for over a year. We're completely uh, financed by uh, our Series A. So uh, yeah, we're, we're very easy to, to reach out. Okay, cool. I got. I'm gonna like cycle back to like w very start and ask a few more questions about your StarCraft um, game days. Um, do you do you play the StarCraft anymore? Um, I actually just don't have time for it. I play a, a little bit of League of Legends with some friends, but uh, StarCraft, like I played like more than a full time job, and that's the commitment that I saw that that was needed to be at the top and play professionally that can really that can burn out the future of it right unless like um starcraft 5 comes out in 30 years and it's something that we might bring our interest back yes I, I know what happens when you overplay a game so would you say your favorite game right now is the one you're working on and league of legends um yeah definitely I think League of Legends, just because of the social circle. Like, I think like having that group of friends you play with, you you form a team with, is really important, and that's why we're trying to build up that same experience with Animera as well. Okay, what's your favorite mode on League of Legends? Uh, I'm not very good, but I play ranked. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I I'm I'm love to be terrible at that game. I do. It's I enjoy it. I play it a little bit. Um, it's like you said. It's a really neat social circle. Um, that I think that's important in any gaming. So that you've identified something that you find cool in the game that you are playing every now and then casually. Are you going to try and have the same thing in the game that you have now created? Are you going to try and build some sort of a social circle or something where people can interact or chat with one another in the game. Yeah, exactly. We are having something, um, like I said, the clan mechanics. Um, you can team up with your friends. There's also stuff like clan titles we've been thinking about. Um, there's also factions. I, I never got a chance to talk about it, but when you play the game for the first time, you'll be able to choose one of four factions, um, Earth, Sky, Ice, and, uh, and, and, uh, and the Science Realms. And uh, you'll be able to you know, connect with the community, um, depending on what faction you pick, you'll be able to compete with the other factions. This will be something very early on. Um, and then we'll be very flushed out with very robust systems. Um, I never got a chance to also talk about it, but we also have a scheduled idea of uh, breeding. Um, breeding, not in the sense of like Zedrun or, or something like CryptoKitties. We have a very different uh, mechanism that we'll be releasing in the next year as well. Okay. Okay, so I think we covered almost every single thing. What is the expected date of the game release then? I'm not sure if I got that clear. Yeah, so we are expected to get out some uh, alpha in uh, September. Um, after the month, we'll, we'll be able to uh, release more um, early versions of it. And by uh, the end of the year, you'll see the, the complete version. We've completely scoped out the entire game design. There, there's so much stuff coming from like item builds to, uh, to, to tokenomics that we've really spent a lot of time planning. And you'll see a lot of that uh, with our uh, white paper um, coming out in the future. 
so then um, basically like in the new years we can look forward to the game to be like um, I, I mean Call of Duty still in beta it, we can at least know that there's going to be a beta of what you intend for people or end users to um, see that, that what you are working on right now then it's going to be open and everybody should be able to try it this this Christmas or shortly after Christmas. Yeah, just, just to give you context, we can play it right now internally within our team. Mm-hmm. Um, we just haven't really uh, um, gotten out like some of the sound effects, um, getting the right game balance, and the tutorial dialogues. These are all the types of things that we've been working on to make sure that this is like a really full-fledged like, gaming experience that uh, that's really worth the money that you've spent in to, to mint and such. Actually, do you know um, EVE Online? Oh, yeah. I've heard so much stories of it. I've never played it, but yeah. I know what it looks like. So I alpha that um, when that game was on for like 12 hours a month, like literally. They would turn it on for an hour and then shut it off. And I would play it for that hour. And then they would turn it back on five days later for 45 minutes, and I'd play it for 40. I played that thing right out of alpha, and it was it was an interesting experience so I can understand the fundamentals behind what a team needs when they first turn their game on because you don't really ever know (laughs) you don't until you turn it on and everybody starts playing it for a couple days and then a week goes by you're not real sure if everything's going to be perfect um, which it never really is it's coding Um, so I think you got the right time period for doing an alpha like a good four month test before it goes out public is is about is about right because I've seen some games that were in like I'm sure Eve was alpha for almost two years. Yeah, like um, we'll be also like rewarding people who try the alpha. Like I said, like uh, you'll be able to earn really early in this alpha. Like we might do something like you said, like turn it on for a few hours. Um, we also coded our game to have touch controls um, so that we can later on port to mobile. We're hoping to do that next year. It probably can actually be ported, but I don't like the way um, um, a lot of blockchain games are trying to get into the app stores. They're, they're, they have to like send an APK file or make it do test flight. It's it's not a really good experience. We want to be like um, completely something that people will just download and play and not even know this blockchain involved with it. You keep asking or you keep answering my questions before I ask them. I was just about to ask about mobile plans. Um, and, and I think that it's good that you're observing that and you haven't said anything about consoles because um, Diablo itself, and, and I've, I spotted this and noticed this and I've pointed it out to people. I'm like, look at what they just did. You can play cross-platform between the PC and your mobile phone and your same characters on the computer. I don't know if you've tried Immortal yet. I keep hearing things, but I know I made so much money, but I got so much hate early on, but uh, I'm keen to try it out. I mean, I, I played it, you know, that four or five hour, ooh, this is kind of new, cool game. Haven't really played it since, but just needed to experience and see all the technology, right? Because I can't comment about stuff if I haven't tried everything that's going on. Um, I just I just really saw the fundamentals of being able to go flawlessly from your PC onto your phone and playing the exact same character. Um, it, it, it was seamless. It was beautiful. Um 
and and it's really cool that you're actually considering the mobile to be something in the future because a lot of people just don't own a computer they don't own that big of a device yet so it'll really open up um the amount of players like i see some of those games go into the millions and millions of downloads quite quickly once they release so once you're ready for that stage so that's pretty exciting for people who are listening to this program they'll be able to do this at the startup before it even gets big so that's always a beneficial thing to every player right have your hand in the pot first yeah exactly we want to really just like you know create something that uh, gamers enjoy like regardless where they're coming from and we know that mobile market has so many players there's so much more money being made in mobile games compared to blockchain games i think in 2021 i think like those 3.7 billion of blockchain games um and then 167 billion from other games so like it's it's nothing compared to uh what's out there in the mobile market is there anything um that i might have missed that you might want to mention i think i've got your socials those are also posted at the end of the episode if you just read below you'll be able to find that um is there anything that i might have missed long today um no i think we covered almost like everything that i can think of Maybe too much in a few cases. <laughs> yeah, I definitely kind of ramble a bit very easily these days. It's like anybody who's listening to this program, you have now just signed a verbal uh, NDA. You can't talk about, don't talk about this to your friends. Just join the Discord. Join the Discord. Very important to do that. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Thank you, Long, for coming in today and talking with me. I really appreciate uh, you going over your project. Um, I don't. Uh, I don't have any more questions for you tonight. So if there's anything you'd like to say before we close up. Uh, no, just uh, check us out. Try out our Deep Sea Challenger. Um, look at our socials on, on Twitter. Um, I'd love to chat with you if you ever join our Discord. Um, I'm Whale Drop on, on Discord. So just feel free to just message me directly there. Thank you for listening. Please remember to like, subscribe, and share. This has been a Crypto After Dark production.